Hello and welcome to episode 188 of the Tech Reformation, where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. This week, it's Craig, Tank, and myself, David. Let's get started. It's Craig! He's smiling like the Joker. Look at him. Look at him smile. With clothes. Now with clothes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's just a weird thing to say on a podcast. (laughs) <laughs> Craig 2.0 now with clothes <laughs> that's right guys for the first season there were no clothes <laughs> oh dear oh, I'm that's so not true have you guys Skype's started already clothes you should have started already well we tried to and then you were like start. I'm putting on clothes and we we're like oh we can wait like 45 seconds because he's a guy and, but you forgot about booting up booting my well, iMac I didn't which takes... the computer wasn't booted if I had well, known that I'd... we would have started and finished <laughs> uh, you might actually benefit from Catalina, and I don't recommend most people. I update. don't. I don't think I can. Oh, bummer! My iMac is too old. One of the things that Catalina does is it removes support for 32-bit apps, which right. practically means it's not having to load uh, APIs and code for 32-bit apps and 64-bit apps. So you oh, end cool. up using significantly less memory. Yeah, that's a good idea. Hopefully. I think the far the furthest I can go is uh Sierra. Like straight Sierra, wow. Mm. Wow. Pretty sure. Yeah. <clears throat> you do need to replace that thing with an iPad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm just waiting for the uh the October event that hasn't been announced yet, but that everybody knows is coming. <laughs> I'm supposed to help uh our pastors find new laptops and I've been putting it off because I don't want them to have the current generation of keyboards because like of all the things they do typing, typing is the one thing that's make or break for them. Yeah. (laughs) And like, honestly, it's the one thing they do and it's the one thing that these MacBooks fail at. Hmm. And so I've just been putting it off, hoping that Apple will release something with a better keyboard. Even these Apple keyboards are just like, yeah, I, I, do some writing and I enjoy writing, but the thought of sitting down for like an hour to type on an Apple keyboard is just, <laughs> oh, I kind of like <laughs> it. It doesn't feel nice. Do you uh, have, it's uh, all right. I, no, I think it's the problem is that I um, don't have, I don't even have the one with the numpad. So the whole thing just feels really tiny to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. It just feels silly. Small. Yeah, The, the new ones with the numpads are pretty great. Anyway, we should talk about something tank can talk about because yeah, he doesn't do Apple. Well, and was last week was last episode our our Apple episode, our episode. But yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I make me laugh. Everyone's got jokes. Pandas, pandas, pandas was our last Apple yep. announced some cool things, then leaked mm-hmm. some really cool things. Oh, that's a clever title, David. Good job. Um, <laughs> so, the one where they self congratulate. That's this one. So, Craig. Tank and I were discussing my iPhone's camera. He was asking me how I like it. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. giving me fewer and fewer. I'm now to the point where I'm probably only ever going to use my big fancy camera when I'm getting paid to use my big fancy camera. Yeah. Uh, And so that had me thinking that and I I was listening to an episode of Daring Fireball with John Gruber that had me thinking about the the idea that like when Sarah and I have kids, there's not going to be an age that we look back at and go, oh, dang. If only our cameras were better back then. Like I'm now at the point where 
I'm just so happy all the time in almost any light with the pictures that my camera takes that it's, it's kind of historically very new because mm-hmm. like, we've always been able to take pictures of this quality, but the, the camera's coming down to this size. And then in addition to that being relatively ubiquitous, like having it on you at all times, uh, it's just had me thinking about like, what are the effects of that on children? Like what is it good? Cause I mean, you've probably all either been the parent or known the parent who just has like 13,000 pictures on their phone and they're all of one child in the last year. <laughs> in the last year. <laughs> so I'm actually especially interested. I was hoping Joe would be on this episode for this topic, mm. but he is not able to make it. Uh, but sorry, I'm, I'm not sure. In <laughs> Craig, I, I am I'm also interested. I, I what I meant was I was hoping the both of you would be on. Yeah, no, that's uh, no offense taken. But I am also interested in also Joe's kids are older. He's had more time to kind of ask this question, and mm. he's also like mm. gone probably from not having a smartphone with kids to now having. I think he's using the iPhone six or six S. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, question. How do you handle taking pictures of your kids? And I'm actually, I don't care so much about the sharenting. Have you heard of that phrase? Mm, I have not. not really. Is that like sharing pictures of your kids on social media? Yeah. Is that the, the people who yeah. like have albums and albums and albums on Facebook dedicated to their kids. I'm less concerned with right. that. That's like a whole uh, uh, other. That's topic. more into the privacy thing. Yeah. Right. I'm more concerned with like the psychological effects. And is that yeah. something that you've thought about? How do you yeah, handle yeah. taking pictures of your kids? For sure. It's something that I've even been thinking about in the last couple of weeks. Um, I guess a little bit of background is helpful in that I have long been into photography, probably for as long as I can remember. So yeah. like, you know, early, late 80s, early 90s, I was begging my dad to have a turn at our video camera that we shared with some other family members. Um, and <laughs> and ever since sort of, yeah, primary, like mid-primary school, um, when I was given my first film rangefinder, uh, I've been sort of just interested in photography. So uh, it's something that I've, I've never gotten to use one of those. It's something that I have sort of grown up doing. And then it, as I got older, it turned into more of a, an actual passion than a, a sort of on the side hobby. Um, so what I've noticed since I've had kids, which is only in the last three years is uh, that sort of shift has also coincided with, with a shift in my work where I'm actually taking more photos for work now than I was before. Hmm. Um, so doing some sort of, uh, I guess you could call it professional photography, although that I'm not that, you know, it's, my job is not a professional photographer, but um, yeah, taking a lot of photos sort of in that space. And then what I've actually battled with is coming home and going, I'm not taking enough photos of my kids that, <laughs> you know, people, people say to me all the time or say to us all the time, you must have so many amazing photos of your children. And it's like, uh, well, we have some, and every now and then we'll, every now and then I'll say to Chantel, you know, we should, we should go out and take a family photo. So we, we find a nice location and, um, set up a tripod and a self timer and try and wrangle two children smiling, um, at the camera at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, and take an actual posed family photo. But even in the last two weeks, we've been away on, on a family holiday to the top end, end of Australia, um, the tropical part, not the desert part. And, so, you know, we were there with uh, my parents. So, you know, we've got grandparents. We've got both my kids now, um, not just the not just the older one. Um, and so I was sort of going, 
a lot of things, you know, swimming in the pool. So our younger one, first time swimming in the pool at, at this particular place that we sort of go to for family holidays now and then. Um, and going to the beach is the first time that I can recall properly at the beach playing with sand and stuff. Uh, so like wanting to document firsts or or just special moments between family members and stuff like that, but also not wanting to get in the way of the moment happening um, or mm. make my kid as the article that you, um, I think we'll probably link to in the show notes, David, um, not wanting to have my kids notice that I'm wanting to take their photo all the time. If that makes sense. Um, because psychologically that's kind of weird for them to always be like, Oh man, dad's taking a photo again or wanting to take my photo and wanting me to pay attention to him and stuff like that. Um, so I guess I've been thinking about it from both those angles. I'd like to have more photos of my kids because I feel like when I, I feel like I, I sort of take a break from photography sometimes at home, but I do have quite a few. <laughs> um, and the bigger, but the bigger issue for me is just not wanting to always look like I've got a phone in my hand and I'm saying, Hey, let's take a photo of this. Let's take a photo of that. Because I think that can be annoying for them more so than I think more so at this age, more so than damaging. Like he's not self-reflective. He's not like, don't take a photo of me because I look ugly or something. Like that's not, <laughs> that's not where he's coming from. Um, although that might, you know, that I, I think that could happen sort of in teenage years or whatever. Um, but at the moment, he's just wanting to have both, both my kids are just wanting to do what they do. Um, particularly the older one, he's just wanting to have fun and get on with whatever the activity is. He's not caring about whether or not I get a good photo of it for later, <laughs> like a historical record. So, um, that's kind of the, that's kind of the battle that I'm having internally right now is just trying to work out where is that line. And I guess just quickly, what I've sort of did on this holiday was went, you know, I, I sort of said, okay, if there's, if there's an interesting moment happening, I'll tr- quickly try and weigh up in my mind. Is this something I, I want slash need a record of, or is it just something nice that I could let go and just be a moment? Um, and if I decided that it was something I wanted a record of, I would take some candid shots first and try and be pretty inconspicuous about that. And mm. then I would ask for one, one post, one smiling photo. Well, not posed, just looking at the camera smiling. Just, could you look this way and give me a smile? Click done. Um, and if I didn't get a good one, I didn't be like, okay, no, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's have another five photos until we get the perfect smile. It was just like, all right, well, that didn't really work. Uh, <laughs> But that was kind of my way of going, you know, so it wasn't every moment was photographed, but the ones that were, I tried to just get things happening um, as they were happening. And then if it was worth doing sort of a, you know, these two people together, then I would sort of try and do that, but do it really quickly. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I feel like you are very unique in feeling like you have the problem of not taking enough pictures. Uh, (laughs) I can tell you, and I think, I mean, this is, I don't even know who's to say how many pictures is too many. And probably a lot of this has to do with conversations that you're having with your kids about like the meaning of a picture. Cause the, mm-hmm. the, the primary concern I have, and you're probably right that at your kid's age, it, it's not even an issue, but like the primary concern I have is like, you know, who gets pictures taken of them all the time, regardless of what they're doing. Celebrities, mm-hmm. celebrities, by the paparazzi. <laughs> like what am I community? You know, and, and then also them watching you, like when does dad take pictures? Well, he takes pictures of me and he takes pictures of really, really special things. So what does that say about which I mean, you know, the, of course, you know, kids are really, really special. Um, but maybe not like grand Canyon special. Uh, but they are kind of, so anyway, I, <laughs> I'm just, that, that's the the question that my wife and I have been talking about because, well, not because, but the, the one of the things that prompted this for me is I've just like 
every once in a while, I'll look over at her phone that she's using sitting next to me and it'll have uh, half the time she's showing it to me. It'll have a video taken in like glorious full sideways HD of one of her nieces or nephews doing something relatively mundane, like uh, digging in the backyard for the first time or something like that. Where, where I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a first sure kind of, but it's like, <laughs> I mean, they've dug in the front yard, but this is, you know, this is the backyard <laughs> and I this don't really have a problem with that or anything. Like take whatever pictures you want, but I've just been realizing how frequently that happens and how like I bet a significant portion of her, like despite the fact that she is only adjacent to parents, uh, a significant chunk of her phone storage is probably taken up with pictures and videos of her nieces and nephews. Uh, and I was just thinking like, wow, if these are the ones that they choose to pass on, like how often are these kids having a camera, uh, take pictures and, and video of them. And, and what does that communicate to them? And again, I'm not trying to throw them under the best because for all I know, those are the only ones that they take or they're constantly having the right conversations. I, I'm, this isn't about them. Um, mm. But tank, is this something that you've thought about? I have never thought about it until um, <laughs> you <laughs> shared the article. Uh, although it is useful. I don't think I've said on the podcast yet. Although I know you guys know that. Um, we are now under seven weeks until baby tank comes. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's really soon. November 26th. And then my phone will be filled with pictures. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you can put um, an SD card in, right? And see tank at that age, they don't even know you're taking them. So <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm more of the type that's like, I see a lot of people take a lot of photos and I never see them look at those photos. Um, Mm -hmm. not necessarily of their kids. Um, so, so I never really take pictures, uh, like almost never. I was in Japan for two years and a whole new, whole new world. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Japanese person was pulled me up on a magic carpet, sang the song to me. Um, Uh, but really like the number of pictures I took for being in a new country was very small compared to what everybody else probably would have taken. Like I'd say a hundred, maybe 200 tops for the two years. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, and so that's just my personality. Whereas, so I, I imagine that will increase because I think my baby will be more special than Japan in my head, um, (laughs) to me, but it is a fair question that, um, if, if, your child is one of the, one of the articles that in looking at this, it it told the story of like the girl, uh, three-year-old girl puts her arm around her one-year-old brother in the two parents before they can say, ah, um, the girl says, take a picture. (laughs) And so it's like, (laughs) like they know that like they like the pictures and they want their parents to take a picture of them. And, um, and so, yeah, it starts being that, oh, good. No, that's, I was just going to say, that's when you know you've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that's, uh, that does seem like a, a concern as well as just that idea of how many moments are being ruined by um, self-consciousness. If you're like, uh, you know, the kid sees a camera being pulled out and they just start thinking like, Oh, well, am I doing something special? Maybe I need to start doing or acting this way that they always do. And now that I'm seeing three circles pointed at me from David's <laughs> fancy iPhone, <laughs> getting self-conscious too. Um, 
that it that it could almost ruin a moment by changing the natural reactions into something fake, um, which yeah, um, is just could be a bummer for for real experiences. I will admit that my son, my three-year-old son has uh, a couple of, well, a few times on this, on this family holiday that we just went on. um, I would be like, okay, let's take a photo. He'd be like, no, no photos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And again, I think it was usually because he just wanted to do what he was doing rather than be interrupted Mm. doing what he was doing rather than it was, I don't think it was like a, I hate photos and I hate everything to do with having a record of me on a, you know, I don't think it's that. I think it's more just, um, <laughs> I'm having fun and I don't want to stop and do something that you want to do. I do so. not consent. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. I missed the he's, accent. He's just I learned a couple consent. of, no, he's Wallaby. not British and he's not Cockney. Uh, we just <laughs> l- learned a couple of, um, new phrases on this family holiday, which I'm trying to get him to unlearn <laughs> which are along the lines of i don't want to do what you want to do but a little bit more like he's learned the phrase i don't care which is just from a kid when when a kid says to you i don't care it's just like oh man that is not okay <laughs> um it's just like a bucking of authority thing but anyway uh the other thing i thought was interesting in the article david was i actually so i started reading it and i was like okay here we go like this is just going to be a we need to take less pictures of our kids type article but then i was interested that the lady who I think it was a lady, the person who was writing the article. I can't actually, I didn't actually look at the author. Um, I don't think they stated their pronoun. <laughs> written by Sierra Black. <laughs> if I'm looking in the right place. Uh, she ended up coming around to say that she didn't think we needed to take less pictures. She just thought we needed to be more careful about it. Or she called it be a better photographer, um, <clears throat> which is probably fair. Because part of being a photographer is not just the technical, it's the knowing how and when and um, how to be in the background and all that kind of thing, Um, particularly if you're sort of doing the photojournalism style. But I I thought it was interesting that it said, uh, where was it? Hang on. So it talked about inducing self-awareness and all that kind of thing. But then she said she had 13,000 pictures of her kids. And this comes back to what Tank was just saying. Like, Tank, you made the comment. I see the people with heaps of pictures on their phone and then I don't see them looking at them, which is interesting because this lady was saying, I've got 13,000 pictures, but half of them aren't any good or they're not actually ones that I need for any purpose going forward. Um, and so she's saying she she wants to, rather than just taking less and not having any, she'd like to still have a whole bunch, but then get rid of the ones that she doesn't need and just sort of refine her photo library. I don't know how she manages her photo library. If you're looking through 13,000 photos every time to find the photos of your kid's first birthday, which is what she sort of made the comment is annoying. I'd say you need to use folders, um, but <laughs> or some kind of system like tagging, like metadata or something that helps you do that better. Cause that would be frustrating. I must admit, I just dump photos into, you know, I have a photos folder and then within that I have, I sort of just label things as something that, it seems clear to me. Uh, so I can generally just go back and find what I need to find. I think the historical record thing is what is interesting to me. So Tank, when you said you don't see people looking at them now, these photos are just took on this holiday. I'll probably show a few people like my siblings and stuff who weren't able to be there who might ask how it was. But other than that, it's more so I think for, you know, when I keep thinking when my kid turns 21, mm. you know, what are we going to want to show? Like, what are we going to have? If we have a party, which you generally do in 20, I don't know what it's like in America, but 21st here are like a big celebration usually. Is that when um, they can drink or is that a different age? No, 18. You can drink at 18. That's interesting. Australia is very drinking culture. We have it earlier than the rest. Um, 
you can drink at 18, but 21 is just like the, I think it's the real proper mark of adulthood kind of thing is still 21 for some reason. Sweet. Anyway, it's just like, that's when parents do an embarrassing speech about their kids and there's a big, usually a big occasion and whatever. And so there's usually stuff from their childhood there and whatnot. Um, and now, you know, if I have 13,000 pictures, I'm not going to use 13,000 pictures of my kids 21st. Um, and I certainly don't want my kids 21st to just be full of pictures of make that, that make them look silly or embarrass them in some way. Uh, but I, I would like to have some. we were doing this. <laughs> well, it is kind of the 21st, but I, I would like to leave some of that up to friends and whoever else is involved in the night. <laughs> um, let's just, let's not make the parents the bad guy all the time. Um, but you know what I mean? Like I kind of think, you know, that sort of point in time or, you know, at their 50th wedding anniversary when they're, they're wanting photos of them as a child or something, um, you know, to just have some kind of record that's actually a decent size. I mean, no one ever says to historians, just, just write less down. Like don't, don't document as much of this. It's not, we don't need to know what's happening. Like <laughs> with historical records, people want as much information as possible because it helps you be more accurate in a hundred years time, 200 years time, whatever. And I think kind of, it's the same with, for me, it's the same with photography, but it is like the, like the article said at the end, more about doing that in a way that doesn't sort of harm either moments or relationships, if that makes sense. So that certain people just see you as the photographer or the person who's always wanting to get their attention for the purpose of taking a picture. You know, what's interesting to me about this is to be honest, I never really thought like, Oh, of course I'm going to like make my child stop what they're doing so I can take a picture. Like I do wedding photography. That's the primary professional capacity that I do photography in. And that's Mm -hmm. almost all like candid stuff. Uh, And when even when I do like pose like engagement pictures, I'm always trying my wife and I do it together and we're always trying to find ways to let the couple be the couple and we're just there taking pictures. So we give them things to do that sort of thing. And so the idea that like, oh, no, my kids are going to get really annoyed because I'm always like saying, hold on, let's let's do a bath time selfie or whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a thing like it's uh, anyway, like that, that never crossed my mind. But the the 13,000 picture thing, I mean, I can't grok that kind of problem. I think I have like 5,000 pictures on my phone and probably a thousand of those are memes. And I've had, this is, this is like the Mm -hmm. iCloud library, the iCloud photo library that I've had with me for like eight years now. Um, No, I I'm just thinking like the, the problem of photo data really doesn't scale. Well, Apple's been, I I don't know what Google has been doing. I know they've, they've been doing some of this stuff. Uh, but Apple's been working hard to try to resolve that problem. The latest version of iOS tries to like use machine learning to pick out what are the best pictures from a given day, from a given month, from a given week, from from a given year. So you can kind That's of cool. browse through your timeline and actually enjoy it instead of seeing like 15 pictures of you trying to get the, you know, the, the shot angled, right? So that the birthday cake isn't covering the per- child's face or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> What sort of angle are you shooting from with the cake coming to face? Oh my gosh. What? Okay. Can we, you know what? Let's just do a segment right now. I have more to say about this, but I have a tip and Craig, I'm betting you oh, have I, tips from, from, so you're shooting from a low angle and the birthday cake covering the face. It's a really big cake. <laughs> Look, I'm just, <laughs> no, the segment I want to do right now is recommendations for how to shoot your children with a camera. <laughs> so you always thinking like that was going to go a bad direction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is going to be another American Australian debate. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> my number one tip is most of the pictures that you probably instinctively take of your children are looking down at them so that they look like little tiny people. And if no you, way. I live, I live a little the way. Exactly. Eye level or I like to go for like between like chin level. I always try to be just a little bit below eye level. Um, but oftentimes you're not if you're not an experienced photographer, you're not going to be able to really tell the difference between what's eye level for them. Like the, the idea of holding a thing in your hands and trying to line it up visually and think about where <laughs> where they are relative to you and all that. The most important thing, though, is like get down on your hands and knees, get down, you know, however low you have to get so that the camera is roughly at eye level uh, or yeah. roughly at chin level to get those pictures, it will dramatically, dramatically change, uh, change the pictures that you're taking. Do you have any, do you guys have any tips for quick family? There you go. Greg's showing me one right now. We're not going to put it in the show notes because privacy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you guys have any, any quick tips for taking pictures of your kids that actually turn out well? Cause that's, that's the other thing is like, I feel like people with 13,000 pictures of their kids look back through them and Scroll, 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 looking for a half decent one. Hey, Tank, have you, have you got any tips for taking pictures of your kids that would turn yeah, out? Yeah, we well? found, we found <laughs> whenever <laughs> you get the room really dark and then the screen and like, don't want any interruption for the <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I've got some right here. I can show, I can show. We, we were able to get around eye level too. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Is that an eye or a. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't actually look at which picture I was showing. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, no, I instinctively, I guess, cause I, I don't know, maybe cause I've been doing photography, photography a lot. I instinctively go for basically if I'm taking a photo of a kid, I crouch like there's no, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty rare that I'll just stand as I am and go click. Cause it's just, it looks silly. Um, and it doesn't make them, it lo- makes them look really small, which I guess, I mean, they're children, but I don't know. It's just less relatable as well. You're kind of looking into a situation rather than being at the level of the, at the, that the, whatever the picture is of is happening. Um, it kind of takes me out of the picture when I see images where it's looking down. So yeah, I just don't like it for a whole bunch of reasons. So that's kind of my default, but in terms of like, I, I must admit, I don't try and get too creative with angles in other than like not framing things terribly so that there's huge lens flare or, Massive trees growing out of people's heads. Lens um, is the way to be, bro. No, I took one JJ on this holiday. All the way. Great. Yeah, no. Well, that's different lens flare. I took a great <laughs> shot of my kids playing in the sand with my wife, but there's this massive flare, like taking half of my wife's head out, and I'm just like, dang it! <laughs> if that thing was like, <laughs> two centimeters to the right, it would have been perfect. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I basically just, as long as I'm at their level. I'm not sort of, cause I think then if you get too fussy, once you're sort of there, you're like, now just move this way. Just, you know, like, no, I'll just get down here. No, no I just need to be a bit bold. Let's do another one. Just one more, just one more. Yeah. That kind of thing is <laughs> the Columbo that's, of photography. That's, that's the way to kill everything. So I'm interested. You said like have the right conversations with your kids and the meaning of a picture. Um, what, what kind of things were you talking about there? What's a good conversation to have with your kids about photography? What's the meaning of a photo? Those are things I've never thought about either. I'm going to let somebody <laughs> who's a parent answer that. Oh, man. First. <laughs> well, the meaning thoughts. of a photo, meaning of a photo is also, I have tank, thoughts more so. on the meaning of a photo than on <laughs> okay, the conversations yeah. you need to have with your kids. <laughs> I, I don't know that a picture is worth a thousand words, although I think that phrase is useful in in some situations for explaining the fact that um you know if, if i want to describe to my kids in 10 years time what they were like as a three-year-old it'll probably be 
harder for them to grasp if they can't see some of it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, I, I don't know that I've ever sat down with my older son. I'm talking mainly about my older son because my younger son's like 15 months old. So his language comprehension is kind of limited to eyes, nose, ears, yes, no, tummy, hungry, things like that. Um, quite sh- a uh, yeah, he's he's not bad, but you know, <laughs> my older son. I don't think I've ever sat down with him and said, "Now, this is the reason why we take photos of you." Um, it's because <laughs> you know, like, it's we don't do that, but we have, I guess, just naturally, like when we go out, like I said, every six months or a year or whatever, once or every, however, however often it is, and take one of those family photos, like I was talking about, or, um, you know, we take photos at his birthday or something like that. It's he, we then generally, with some of those pictures, with the best ones anyway, we'll print them and put them on a wall somewhere. So we've actually got a wall of like one of those, not like a mosaic, but like a, a layout of photos in kind of a random pattern that sort of looks nice together. And they're all attached. They're, they're on canvases and they're different sizes and, and orientations. Uh, but they're actually attached to the wall on these Velcro strips that you just stick to the wall and then you Velcro the back of the thing and then you can... Pop them on, pop them off. Mm. So we can rotate them in and out pretty easily. Mm. It costs like 30 bucks to get one of these canvases printed. Um, and then, so, you know, he'll, he'll end up seeing the really good pictures up on that wall, which isn't like a, oh, wow, look at me. I'm on the wall thing. It's like, <laughs> oh, there's that there's that photo of me from last time we were at this holiday place that we've just been to with, when I was still in, you know, going to the beach in nappies and my uh, diapers uh, and my hat was blowing <laughs> off because I didn't know how to keep it on my head. And, you know, like he can, he can go, I, I can see why they took that photo of me when I was that old, but now I'm bigger and I'm more interested in playing on the train than going to the beach in my nappy, you know, <laughs> like, so whatever <laughs> it is, like things change. And so as things change, we change things around, you know, we change the layout of that wall. And so Just he can kind of see the wall. Yeah, kind of. Well, well, I guess so. He can kind of see like, you know, these photos are being taken, at least some of them, for a purpose, which is documenting fun things to look back on or interesting things to look back on. Um, so that hasn't been like a formal conversation. It's been more of like a, I guess he's learnt by seeing how we treat the photos. Um, and I've got photos on my desk. I mean, weirdly, I walked into my office this morning after not being here for two weeks. There's an envelope sitting on my desk. I opened it. There's like hard copy six by four photos in here. Like who does who does that? Um, <laughs> I think, I think actually my dad maybe printed them for me, which was lovely. Um, what was the white but balance like, on that photo? I'm upset. Yeah, that one's pretty blue, isn't it? Uh, there, there's there's some birthday ones, Mother's Day ones, you know, like, and I actually flicked through them all and I was like, I don't don't remember the last time I've actually flicked through a pack of six by four photos, <laughs> but it's, um, it's actually not a bad thing to do. It's not a bad record to have. You know, I was actually looking at it and going, I'm actually really glad I've got this sitting here. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's nice to have the record. Uh, I actually I actually had the thought, I should ask for digital copies of these. <laughs> so uh, I actually remember those four by sixes. I remember taking those to my grandparents. Like my, whenever we visited my grandparents, my parents would have four by sixes. Uh, that they had printed and it would always be of like recent events and things that were going on in our lives, like school trips and what have you. Um, and actually I don't know that I would have thought to incorporate this. I like, like you, Craig, I've been doing photography for a long time. Uh, I first took an interest when I was like six years old, uh, had like a little film camera and then it's a really good picture. What were you going to say, Hank? 
No, I'm listening to your film camera story. You were like um, halfway through your story. <laughs> I never, I never opened my recording. <laughs> what? <laughs> so it's really important that we have record of these things. <laughs> I started it now. Excuse me while I die. Right, well, sorry. You're both just going to be uh, from my Skype call recorder because that's simpler until now. And then I'll switch. <laughs> oh, thank goodness you have a Skype call recorder. <laughs> well, actually, I keep calling it that. It's actually audio hijack, but thank okay. you. I have call recorder Scott. Um. So yeah, I had a, I had a little like, I, I don't know what kind of film it must have shot because it wasn't 35 millimeter, but it was film. Uh, I guess I should look that up. I wonder if it was like super eight or something. Anyway, I had a film camera from the time I was six and various film cameras rotated through my hands as my parents got new ones or, you know, whatever. Um, and then I started doing like taking a real interest with in it in high school, doing it like as a class, etc. Um, and so I've put a lot of thought into like, why do we take pictures? Because the best way to take the best way to do something well, I think is to figure out why the heck you're doing it and then optimize for doing mm-hmm. that better. And if, if all you have to go on is, well, I'm taking pictures and I want to take them better. You haven't defined the problem space well enough to be able to decide what constitutes good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I learned so much about you from both this podcast and vlogging put together. <laughs> this is like this is how David thinks about creative pursuits: problem solving, <laughs> primarily problem solving. Um, and so I'm actually on the fly uh, adapting my or uh, tweaking my definition of like why we take photos, like and uh what I would have said before, and I still agree with this. I'm just adding to it. What I would have said before is we take photos as a catalyst for thankfulness. Uh, mm-hmm. We take photos so that future us can look back at the moments that we're enjoying now and enjoy them again and be thankful to God for them. Uh, because ultimately everything so, that we're doing should be to glorify God. So maybe for nostalgia, is that? Yeah, you could, to, you could say to nostalgia. throw a link between this and your other podcast. Yeah, yeah I guess you could say that. <laughs> This is kind of interesting now because I'm like the anti-nostalgia person on that on that episode. But, <laughs> but on this episode, I'm like, well, that's like two thirds of my life is like taking things from nostalgia. <laughs> um, but in addition to that, and, and this is kind of very related, but a, an obvious thing. When we went and visited my grandparents who uh, they're getting older, it's harder for them to go places. Sarah and I went to New York and I just pulled out my phone because they wanted to hear about our New York trip. And I was showing them pictures that I took in New York. And they, uh, my, my grandmother was just really, really happy to be able to see those and feel like she had some connection to our trip. So we don't just take photos for our own nostalgia to look back later. We also take them so that other people in our lives can uh, can have some experience of those moments as well, which starts to get into the social media aspect. And like, ideally that's what you're using Instagram for too. If you're, I mean, uh, unless you're a business or whatever. Um, so I guess if I were to, to talk to, you know, if Sarah and I were to talk to our kids about this, that's what I would want to communicate is like, we're taking pictures because we are really enjoying these moments and uh, or or you are really enjoying these moments and we want you to be able to look back in some amount of time and to enjoy those moments again uh mm-hmm. when you're older and and to to be able to to have some recollection of these things so that you can be thankful for them 
again, because we don't need to only be thankful for things in our lives once. And, and cameras are a great way to help us be thankful for the same things multiple times. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've seen that in my own life, you know, we, like I mentioned earlier, we had a video camera that was sort of shared amongst several um, family members, uh, like not just my immediate family um, when I was growing up. And that didn't turn me into uh, look at me, look at me, take my photo every five minutes, kid. But what that did do, I, I mean, not so much. I, I don't think I've done it as often, but I know my sisters in particular, like growing up, we would they would they would sit down and watch like you know three hours of family videos you know of a particular <laughs> holiday that we went on with some other family friends or or the time when we were you know the the sort of whatever it was 12, 12 month period when we were sort of three five and and seven or whatever and um you know I'm spraying my sisters in the backyard with the hose and getting <laughs> told off because I'm we're supposed to be all playing nicely in the in the blow up pool, but I keep squirting them instead of putting the water in the pool and stuff like that. So <laughs> it's like these little snapshots of just childhood, like just doing stuff as a family or doing stuff like like I said on a holiday or whatever it is that you otherwise you'd kind of vaguely remember there was a holiday, but now you mm. actually get to see what were some of the specifics that happened. How did people's personalities come out when they were younger compared to now? Like it's actually interesting to to have that kind of a record. And that's why I think I agree, David, like it is nostalgia. It is also allowing other people to see in um, to a bit of sort of how people develop as, you know, how, how you develop as a person and all that kind of thing um, and the experiences you've had. But it's also just, it's also just a great, uh, yeah, a historical record that, that brings to life moments that would otherwise be completely passed by as a moment in time that no one actually remembers that may actually be worth remembering. Mm. And I'm a bit of a hoarder. So like with, you know, I, I hold on to like, I don't delete many images. Um, like if there's a really terrible one, I'll delete it. But if it's like semi passable, I'll probably keep it. Uh, and I don't know why I do that. But I think the reason I do that is because I think it's like I said earlier, it's like, it's better to have as much of a record as you can and then be able to draw the best bits from that record when you actually want to look back on things. Um, because if you, if you only got one picture in a 12 month period or six month period or whatever, um, of your kids growing up, that's a whole stack of moments that you actually just don't have a record of. And it doesn't, doesn't mean we should record every moment, but there has to, for me, I've, I feel like I've come to the place where I feel like there has to be some kind of balance where I'm not taking no pictures of my kids but I'm also not taking so many pictures of my kids that all I'm doing is taking pictures of my kids. Cause obviously that's going to wreck other things that are trying to happen. Uh, and also their naturalness, naturalness, naturality, naturality yeah. <laughs> of, of the um, moment as it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I think the, the great thing about a smartphone is that, you know, if, if it is something that you indeed carry with you, like most people do, you are constantly in a place to be able to remember even unexpected memories. Uh, mm -hmm. But I guess the, the question you should ask yourself maybe before pulling out the phone is like, is this actually a memory or am I just doing this because I have a phone in my pocket? Mm. Anyway, I am. Did you have any thoughts, Tank? Nope, that's good. Anyway, I am super excited to hear from especially all the parents in the Slack on how they handle this, maybe what some of your heuristics are for taking pictures, uh, and maybe even how you manage your photos. Because it occurs to me that while I don't have kids, I should probably whittle my collection of 5,000 photos of things like 
products at Costco that I need to remember to buy online later. <laughs> uh, I should probably start whittling that down so that uh, it can be easier to find the the diamonds in the rough. Um, so if you would like to join us in this discussion, you can do that by visiting slack.techreformation.com. There you will enter your email address and a password. We will not spam you. I don't even think we have access to those emails, but you will be able to uh, head on over to the episode discussion channel and discuss this episode with like-minded people in tech. You can also check out our website, techreformation.com. It has all of our past uh, episodes on it. This has been The Tech Reformation. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Looking back.